your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast. Part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we'll be previewing tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and the Arizona Coyotes. And the Coyotes are coming in right around the same area that the Ducks did, kind of. They're playing 500 hockey, sitting at a 3-4-1 and record on the season. Uh, the one main difference I would say about this Arizona Coyotes team is that they have the roster talent to be playing better than 500 hockey right now. Whereas I think the Ducks are kind of, when we see the end of the season come around, and the points are all tallied up. I think they'll be a lot closer to 500 hockey than the Arizona Coyotes will be. But Christian Dvorak and Connor Garland lead their team with seven points apiece. Nick Schmaltz has six points. Jacob Chikrun has six points. Phil Kessel has five. Uh, Derek Broussard has five. And Clayton Keller has four points. So you would expect for him to get going at some point and kind of lead the way for this team. But they do have a key injury in Oliver ekman Larson, their captain. Uh, he's currently out. I believe he's making the trip. But it's safe to assume that he will not be playing these first two games against the St. Louis Blues. So this is a perfect time for the Blues to be matching up against them. Oliver ekman Larson is a massive part of their team, a massive part of their power play, and a massive part of their offensive production. Uh, so having him out of the lineup right now is, a per- like I said, a perfect time for this Blues team to strike, take some much-needed points away from this team, keep the win streak going, um, and add some more points on to their division lead. And this is one of those teams in this division that a lot of people had uh, painted as that kind of dark horse because uh, there's that fourth playoff spot up for grabs where it's Vegas, Colorado, the Blues, and then a question mark, right? Nobody really knows who that fourth spot is going to go to. This is one of those teams that people were like, well, we could definitely see them taking that spot along with Minnesota. And I think some people had the Kings as well. So uh, this is a good opportunity for the Blues to not only stomp them down and make sure that they secure a playoff spot if this team does end up challenging at some point later on this season for one of those spots, but to add a little bit of breathing room as well. If it does end up being the Blues at the third spot or whatever it is, they're in first right now, but if it's the Blues in the third spot, uh, like a lot of people think it's going to be, and then the Arizona Coyotes in that fourth spot, you don't want to really be jostling for position. You want to end up with a better seeding. So Like I said, big game, big implications. Not the Coyotes team that a lot of people were expecting right out of the gate, so it's a perfect time for this Blues team to strike, especially with the win streak that they're on and the the offensive play that we've been seeing with all these guys kind of coming together, getting the monkeys off their back like we've been talking about kind of seems like the stars are aligning for this team. I believe we are the first two games of a long road trip for this Arizona Coyotes team. They're going to be looking at a lot of games in an 11-day span, uh, so you're going to expect them to come out guns a-blazing, right? You want your team to set the tone in terms of momentum, in terms of energy on a long uh, road trip to be two wins right off the bat, so I think these two games for Arizona are really crucial too, kind of set the tone for the road trip, so I would expect them to come out like a couple of men on fire, and the Blues got to be ready for it. And I think uh, they will be up to the task if they come out and play like they did against the Ducks and play a full 60, have all of these guys buy in like we keep talking about. Uh, that really is the key for this Blues success over the course of the season. It's how many times have we seen them take off a period, specifically the second period, uh, sometimes the first period like we saw against against the Ducks in the last game. They still managed to pull out the victory, but especially against some of these better teams and a team like the Coyotes, who it's easy to take them for granted, right, with their record and the way that they're playing right now. Uh, but if you look at their roster, they have the firepower to 
take it to a team that underestimates them and kind of punch them in the teeth right off the jump. So essentially you want to come out and have the same plan of attack as you did against the Ducks and against the Kings. And that is uh, throw some shots on early, make the goalie uncomfortable. Darcy Kemper, I feel like, is a very underrated goalie in this league. He's been playing pretty good this season. So get his skates moving, bring the physicality, bring that forecheck, and cycle pucks, possess pucks. Blues have possession of the puck in the offensive zone, and they're cycling left and right, getting guys in the next shift. While the defense is continually getting gassed, I feel like that's when they play their best hockey. That's when they get the best scoring chances, uh, and that's when they put the most points on the board. And speaking of points on the board, uh, the Coyotes currently sit 14th in the league at killing penalties, so it'll be a good test for this Blues power play to kind of get going and see uh, how they do against a lower level of aggression on that penalty kill because we just faced the Ducks, who are currently ranked 8th, and we faced the Kings, who are ranked 4th. The Golden Knights are ranked 7th, so uh, it's going to be a little bit easier for them to create that production on the power play and who knows we might see multiple power play goals in one game that'd be nice especially for the stat sheet uh pump the numbers up for the boys little boost of momentum gain some confidence maybe mike hoffman finally rips one of those one t's home wouldn't mind seeing that one bit because if you look across the league the blues are sitting at 22 in the league right now with 14 percent conversion rate on the power play the coyotes are not far above them Ranked 17th in the league with an 18% conversion rate. So not to say you don't have to worry about them in any respect uh, when it comes to that because they do have some shooters on their team and some guys that are very capable of putting the puck in the back of the net, especially on Jordan Bennington or Billy Huso. And like we talked about earlier, uh, missing Oliver Ekman Larson across the lineup as a whole is going to be huge. Uh, It's a huge loss for this Coyotes team, but on the power play as well. Didn't have the best year last year in that regard. Uh, Didn't put up the best stats. I think he'll be the first one to tell you that. But uh, under normal circumstances, I think he's a fantastic player on the power play. And the Coyotes look like a different team without him. I think he's a large part of their identity. Obviously, being the captain plays a large part of that. But at the end of the day, like I said, this Coyotes team should not be uh, taken for granted. They're not going to be a walk in the park for this Blues team by any means. Um, I'm sure the Blues are feeling great about themselves right now and riding high off momentum in the locker room. But we did hear it in the post-game press conferences uh, after games by themselves that the, the players uh, sometimes come out the second game and they think it's going to be a lot easier than it actually is. And the next thing you know, they're playing catch-up the rest of the time. And a lot of times it doesn't come around. That's why we've seen this team split so many series. And that's why I think that we've seen such a turnaround in this past weekend, in these past four games. Because it felt like those comments kind of came around right when this team started turning around their play, right? Once they realized that was a problem that they were doing and they needed to fix it, they went out, fixed it, and next thing you know, we're on a three-game win streak. So still kind of struggling to put everything together, uh, but I think overall this team has come a long way since the beginning of the season. There's a lot more parts that are working together right now, and I think that third line is just an inch away from finally breaking that threshold and bringing us a lot of goals. So if you have some parts that aren't working right now or you need a place to go buy some new ones or fix them, the only place you can go is rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica XT5, it is now possible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Because chain stores usually have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are all the same for everyone, and they're reliably low. 
RockAuto.com always offers the lowest possible prices rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do and gouging you. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. And RockAuto.com is a family business, and especially in a pandemic, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, uh, there's no better company that you can back. They need our help now more than ever. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and write locked in on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. We'll be right back with some more pregame talk after a word from one of our sponsors. So when 7 o'clock rolls around tonight, what are the Blues' keys to emerge victorious? Well, much of the same. If you like the Blues have been playing good hockey right now, obviously they're on a three-game win streak, so there's something to be said about that. But I feel like... We talked about it on the last podcast. If they airdrop these games that they've been playing, uh, and the style of play that they've been playing, and the energy that they've been bringing every single night, if they bring it up and play like that against Vegas Golden Knights, against Colorado, against some of the bigger teams in our division, or even some of the bigger teams in this league, I feel like they'll be neck and neck with them um, and probably come away with the victory. I would like to see that third line get rolling. I think that's going to be crucial for this Blues team moving forward, not just for tonight's sake in terms of getting a victory there, but in terms of making a deep playoff run. I feel like you have to have four Blues lines all at the height of their game, and I feel like we're not there yet, but I feel like every single game we're getting closer to that overall goal, right? But really, I do feel like one of the biggest weaknesses on this team still is the back end, and I feel like defensively speaking, uh, the Blues second and third periods the last game against the Ducks played pretty sound but I thought Colton Pareko had a really bad game and I think uh, potting that first goal of his season will probably give him that confidence so I'm going to spotlight him this game and see how he kind of reacts to finally finding the back of the net. I think Robert Thomas is a pretty good bet to score in tonight's game because I feel like each game he's been getting better and better. Not necessarily hounding those pucks yet to where he needs to be. I think he's still a little bit of ways off from that, diving in and winning those puck battles on those dump-ins. But in terms of connecting passes, being in the right position, um, making smart reads, all of those things, I think beating men one-on-one and talking about uh, the Pangerlo whoop every time he does it. Once that first goal comes for him, I think they're going to come in bunches and the points are going to come in bunches. Um, and he's got the letty to match this season, so I truly hope he doesn't cut his hair all season long because those little flicks coming out of the bottom of the bucket look nasty. Uh, but uh, along with him, his line mate, Mike Hoffman, uh, needs to get going. He's sitting at four points, which is weird because we talked about four points kind of being one of the upper tier guys on the Arizona Coyotes. Like when, one of their top scorers has four points, right? And we're, we've got two guys sitting at 10 points, one guy at nine, two guys at seven. So um, offensively speaking, I think this team is set up for success against the Arizona Coyotes, even with Darcy Kemper in goal. I mean, Darcy Kemper's a good goalie, but he's no John Gibson, and we chased him out pretty quickly in Game 1 against the Ducks and handed him another L in Game 2 and kind of murdered his uh, save percentage. So sorry about that one. Uh, One name that's been kind of quiet since the beginning of the season, I think it was the first or the second game. I think it was the first game that Oscar Sundquist uh, scored two goals. Since then, he's got one assist on the year. He's got three points on the year so far. So, And obviously, a guy in Kyle Clifford uh, has seen a spike in production where Oscar Sundquist has kind of lacked. So maybe it's just him feeding those passes and opening up those opportunities for a guy like Kyle Clifford to succeed. But I think that fourth line is close as well to 
not even getting to a level where they can succeed because I feel like they are succeeding every time they hop on the ice. And I think that's kind of mirrored by the amount of ice time that Craig Berube gives them. But man, between the fight, um, the goal, and just the hits and the physicality that Kyle Clifford brings, we talked about at the beginning of the season how he could very well be one of those underrated signings that not a lot of people talk about because we got Mike Hoffman and because we got Tory Krug um, in the offseason that he kind of goes under the radar but is like a sleepy massive part of this team and we talked about I thought he would fit like a glove on this fourth line and he really has he matches their playing style so well and obviously a lot of that can be attributed to him being a veteran in this league as well but especially in the last couple of games I think that fourth line has been firing on all cylinders um, playing their best hockey and really kind of trending up on the chart for the most productive players on this team Uh, but back on the topic of defensemen obviously Justin Falk has been a staple all season long currently sits at the top of the league in plus minus Uh, which you can say what you want about that stat, but if you're sitting at the top of the league of it, that's absolutely something to be credited for. He's up there with a plus 11. Meanwhile, a guy like Colton Pareko, who's trying to fit into the shoes of a number one defenseman. We could have a controversy here, actually, depending on how long this goes on, because Colton Pareko's sitting at five points this season, a plus minus of plus two, and leads the team, sorry, leads, leads the St. Louis Blues in penalty minutes with 10. Now, I know there's been some mixed reviews about Justin Falk, and rightfully so. When he first came in uh, to this team, it didn't feel like he really fit into what uh, the scheme Craig Berube was trying to run, especially with Alex Petrangelo here. It really felt like he was kind of insurance just in case Alex Petrangelo did leave. Now that Alex Petrangelo is gone, it almost feels like there's a weight lifted off of him. He can kind of play the style of hockey uh, that he's wanted to play this whole time, let the reins loose a little bit. And we're seeing the production from it because he, like, just by far, he seems like the best defenseman for the St. Louis Blues every night. So I know everyone was excited about Tory Krug coming in um, and what he brings to the power play. The power play has been a little bit lackluster. Uh, I, like I said on the last episodes, I still think it's going to get figured out. And he is going to be that quarterback that we know and that we signed for seven years. Uh, for Colton Pareko, I'm not as positive. Um, And it's not to say that I think Colton Pareko is a terrible player, because I don't by any means. Uh, But there's a difference between a good defenseman and a number one defenseman. I think a number one defenseman kind of has to be uh, one of those all-around guys that brings his presence to the ice every time he's on the penalty kill, every time he's on the power play, whenever he's in the offensive zone, whenever he's in the defensive zone, even in the neutral zone, uh, the other team has to be wary of where he is at all times. And right now, at least from the way it looks in these first 10 games or so, I don't think Colton Pareko is that player. Now, he could very well prove me wrong over the course of the next 50 games or so, uh, but in my opinion, it feels like Justin Falk has kind of stepped into that role that the Blues needed as a number one defenseman because he's doing it all. He's blocking shots. He's being that offensive production. I think he'd get even more if you ever put him on the power play, but we'll see if that ever happens the rest of this season. But he's sitting at three points right now. Already had a two-goal game on the season. Thought We, were, we thought he was going to get the Hattie. He didn't. But he really is that one guy you can rely on every single night to come out and lock down the guys he's going up against. I think that's the kind of performance you expect, especially on a nightly basis, because that's been the one knock about Jake Allen, right? Everyone was like, well, he's not elite. He's not that starter that we need to get us to a Stanley Cup because of a lack of consistency, right? Justin Falk is showing at least 10 games in that he can be consistent 10 games in and be the best defenseman on the ice 10 games in. So if he continues that for the rest of the season, I think the Blues are going to have to make a difficult decision regarding Colton Pareko's contract coming up, and that's going to be a whole nother can of worms that we can talk about for the rest of this season. 
doesn't. Because if he doesn't prove himself as a number one defenseman, you can't give him a contract that mirrors a number one defenseman. I still think the Blues should give him a contract because Colton Pareko is a fantastic defenseman and he plays well. But if he's not that number one role, you can't justify giving him a fatty contract. And that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. And another guy that we've barely talked about had a fantastic camp, made a lot of waves. Uh, is finally up on the team now, kind of filling into that role while Bertuzzo is gone is Nico Mikola. It feels like every night it's kind of a toss-up with him whether he's going to get walked and miss his markings or he's going to play uh, some solid hockey, physical hockey, uh, and, and be that staple on the back end. So, And that's not to say he's a bust by any means. That's not to say trade him, get him out of here, uh, raise the pitchforks, and Berube, what are you doing putting him in the lineup? Nothing like that at all. It's just another player where the Blues kind of have a lot of these guys that have to get into like a learning curve, right? Get their feet situated in the system. We talked about that with Tori Krug. We talked about that with Colton Pareko if he does finally find his way into that number one role we had it with Jordan Cairo that didn't last very long but everybody's on a different timeline a different schedule for getting to their games full max capacity and I feel like a lot of players are there there's some players that aren't all the way there yet but it feels like they're trending up and there's some players who aren't even close yet but I think eventually probably in the next week or week and a half uh, we're going to see a lot more players rise to that level and this Blues team is going to be the absolute juggernaut in this league and specifically in this division. So if you're like me and you think the Blues are going to turn into that juggernaut in the next week and a half or so and they are going to win the entire West Division, uh, the Blues are currently sitting at plus 400 odds on betonline.ag to win the division. So make sure you th- go throw some money on it. You know what I'm saying? Make a little bit of dough. And the only place you should do that is betonline.ag because that's the only place that we here at Locked On Blues trust. You can take the money line for tonight's game. You can take the over. You can take the under. If you think Bennington's got a Vesna trophy in him this season, you can pick him to win it. And between you and me, he's sitting at plus 1,600 odds right now. So that might not be a bad idea. You can bet Connor McDavid for the Hart Trophy like everybody else, or you can bet on the Calder Memorial Trophy since it's probably the most chaotic race we've ever seen in the NHL. The amount of rookies that have come in this season and are lighting the world on fire that aren't named Lafreniere uh, is absurd. So might want to hop in on that one because Nils Hoglander is sitting at plus 900 right now, and he's been playing out of his mind. And Jimmy Stutzel's at a thousand. So there's a lot of money to be had out there, and especially in a pandemic when everybody needs a little bit of more money in their pocket, there's no reason not to be laying down some dough on the stuff that you know. Sports. So go to betonline.ag right now and use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get 50% off welcome bonus. Just a little, how you doing? How are you? 50% welcome bonus in your pocket from us to you to spend your money wisely. Also, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Super Bowl is coming up. That's probably one of the biggest betting days in all of sports. So if you do have a bet online AG account and you go to Super Bowl prop bets or Super Bowl bets and you see that, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl once again, one of the most historically sound offenses in NFL history. That's a pretty safe bet to like go double your money real fast. So like I said, betonline.ag for all your sources of betting purposes and use that promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. We'll be right back for some predictions after a word from our sponsors. The St. Louis Blues match up against the Arizona Coyotes tonight at 7 o'clock. So for my locked-on player of the game, I'm going to go with a little bit of continuity here. We've been talking about it over the last 
handful of episodes that the Blues need to continue what they're doing offensively um, and continue the trend of their defense playing the way that they have uh, in the last couple of games against the Ducks. So because of that and because everyone still seems to kind of be on his back, not as much after uh, the last couple of games, but I think it's crucial for this player uh, to keep trending the way he has been, and I think the defense will go with it. And that player is not Justin Falk. It's Vince Dunn. I know you guys are probably getting sick and tired of me singing his praises and telling everyone what he's capable of and what he brings to this team, which is a better chance of competing and essentially winning a Stanley Cup this season than a guy like Scott Perunovich, than a guy like Nico Mikola. These guys don't have the experience that Vince Dunn has in the league, including playoff experience. So I'm going to keep an eye on him tonight to keep playing his way off that trade block and showing everyone especially Blues fans, um, the value that he brings to this roster and what he's capable of when he's on the power play. I mean, he's already got two goals on the season, even with those bad games that he had uh, brought into it. And in terms of just goal scoring, he's tied for first among defensemen with Justin Falk, who had them both in the same game. So it's not like Vince Dunn doesn't have the skill set. We've seen what he's capable of in years past. I just think he played poorly in the bubble. I think he knows that he didn't play his best in the bubble. It kind of rolled over to this season, and he started off a little bit shaky. But um, in the last couple of games, specifically the last game, I thought besides Justin Falk, he was our best defenseman on the ice. So I'm going to look for him to continue that theme in tonight's game. And if they can do that with Jordan Bennington and Nett um, getting the rest that he had after Billy Huso came in and played some dominant hockey in a backup role, unless this team just does a complete 180 um, in their style of play and their energy of play, I don't think there's any reason to think that the Blues don't come away victorious in tonight's game. But I do think they might underestimate the Coyotes a little bit. So I'm going to say we're going to go with a 4-2 to victory. Um, and their last goal comes on an empty netter. We'll go with that. How's that sound? We got a reverse retro game coming up on Thursday. That should be a lot of fun. We'll see if this Blues team can't win another series under their belt and make it two series in a row and five games in a row. What's that strat? If they do, if they don't, we'll be here for the post games and the pre games every day. So I think that's all the time we have for today. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now Facebook. At Locked On Blues, you can follow me on Twitter at Twelcher15. But as always, let's go Blues.